Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome back. I'm Dan. I'm James. And this is episode 44 of the Cornwall Property Podcast. So guys, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for all your messages we've had over the last few weeks. And uh, wow, what a few weeks we've had. Wow. Yeah. Um, It's been crazy. (laughs) And uh, essentially, yeah, this is our market update episode. So thank you once again for joining. Absolutely. And just remember that you can get in contact with us by going to cornwallpropertypodcast.com onto our website, go onto the front page there, scroll down to the bottom. You can send us a message that way, or you can reach us on social media, especially on our Facebook platforms and also Instagram. Send us a message on there and we will always endeavor to get back to. And thank you for all of your uh, comms coming this way. Wouldn't be able to do the show without you. So thank you. Yeah, brilliant. We had a lovely voicemail actually from uh, one of you this week. I'm um, just saying, guys, thank you very much for for the uh, the content. You guys are doing some great work and uh, keep it coming. So no, it was lovely. I thank you. Really appreciate it. Wanted nothing, no question. It was more just a, a thank you message. So really, really nice to hear. So thank you once again. But get to the the gist of it now. What we at? So the, our vision is that we want to help inspire you guys to get involved with property. There's opportunities about. There's there's concerns in the market. We also want to educate you on the property market and. Uh, it's, it, is a, it is a bit of a science, I suppose, and a history lesson too in certain phases when you look at the past market and you can try and read what's happening. But what we want to do today is we've not necessarily picked a couple of articles each like we normally do because it's been such turmoil over the last few weeks. We wanted to just kind of give you like a, a bit of an overview, a recap and an overview of what has happened and where we see it's actually going because there's so much negativity that has been in the press over the last few weeks. And so many people have got in touch with us just saying, oh my God, what's going on? Are you, what are you doing? Oh, the market's going to crack. Like, just hold your horses. It's- Absolutely. I think it would have been really difficult to kind of pick two articles because what was yesterday's news is not today's news because it has just been changing so quickly and rapidly over the last few days. So I think more of a discussion, bouncing mm. off one another and chatting about things uh, it will be a lot better because you can't just pinpoint what's going on at the moment. It's changing massively. Exactly that. And one thing I'd want to really reiterate is don't focus your life around the media please it, all the negativity we hear and see in the media it's there to sell sell papers it's there to sell get clicks it is it's clickbait it's honestly it's not all doom and gloom so we really want to reiterate that and uh, hopefully give you guys a little bit more confidence and share by the end of this we we want to share what we're doing and what gives us that For confidence sure. to just keep going because we're not stopping we're keeping going but i think it's because we know the market and we've we've got the experience we've been doing lots of research we do a lot of homework on the markets following what's going on following a lot of economists as well um but yeah let's get to it so what what is all this turmoil started around over the last couple of weeks and simply it's it's they hated the the little mini budget that was announced um that's simply what has kicked all this off isn't it it's not a great start to uh, the new leader at the government, is it? No. no. Uh, but, uh, you know, things needed to be changed. But was this the right kind of thing to be kind of doing? I don't know. And many others don't have that confidence either. No. So it's the main reason being that the government announced they were doing a lot of tax cuts. OK, so there's a lot more tax cutting planned. Now, what does it mean? It means there's going to be a lot more borrowing. So that is then what gave everyone that, oh, more borrowing. <laughs> the old eek. Um, moment. So, for example, we we already knew there's an energy cap. That's happening, isn't it? So we know there's an energy cap. So what's going to happen now? The government are going to have to borrow money in order to pay the energy suppliers, so the energy suppliers don't then charge us. So there's a uh, we get a little reduction, so it doesn't hit us as bad. Now, 
they haven't got that money in the bank sort of thing. They are going to have to borrow that money. And £400 as well per household is a, a substantial amount of money. It's not like, uh, you know, £25 towards your bills. Yeah, and they've the capped year. it as well, haven't they? They're, yeah. they're trying to cap it at um, certain areas, averaging of like £2,500 per annum as well. So there, there were these tax cuts. We knew all that. But on top of that, this also means that there'll be a less revenue coming in for the government. So you've got to look at the government as a business. If the government were a business, Sorry. crikey, they would have been they would have been in liquidation and, and, and all sorts of trouble many, many, many times over. But as always, they can just print some cash and kind of get themselves out of it. But the issue we've got is there's a lot of borrowing going on. There's not a lot of money coming into the government, obviously, with these tax cuts. So where are we going to be making up the difference? And this is what essentially gave the spook to the whole of the world, essentially, the whole of the market. People yeah. sold the pound. They felt less confident in the prospects of the UK economy. Um, this then obviously re- um, was reduced when you compare it to that of the dollar. Um, and as a result, the pound plummeted, which scared absolutely everyone, um, as we were all no doubt seen on every newspaper, every news report and article. It's been thrown in our face at how much despair everyone is in due to this pound drop and how much of an issue it really, really is. But the debt market in general, so the lending market, that lost a lot of confidence. And where did they lose their confidence? It was generally around the Bank of England when they turned around and said, we are looking to counter this, any issues with the market, we will step in and increase interest rates again. This made all the lenders thinking, whoa, oh, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. That is then why all of these kind of products are being pulled. But you're, I know you're going to go into that in a little bit more detail, James. But essentially, the the debt, uh, sorry, the debt market lost a lot of confidence. They weren't as confident owning government debt. Essentially, as there would be more supply of it, it meant that the yields would be changing as well. The yields would be going up, so it's going to cost more to now pay back. So not only are the government borrowing more money, but it's going to cost them more than they expected now to pay it back as well. Big time. Um, and with the amount of money that had already borrowed to try and put the pandemic right. I mean, it's just been one thing after another. And I think, you know, it's it's just been snowballing, really. So it's a, it's a very difficult market, really, to be operating in, I think. Definitely. And and this is what essentially spooked the market, is it's just how much it, this was just thrown out over an evening sort of thing. It was a case of, right, we're doing all these tax cuts. This is what we're going to do support. And people think, well, how are you going to afford to do this? So <clears> this is what everyone lost the confidence in the market. The pound dropped and everyone was kind of like, whoa. Um, Bank of England stepped in, obviously said, well, we will happily will have to step in and increase um, interest rates if we have to. We will not hesitate if we need to do this to save the economy. Um, and then that just spooked everyone even further. But one thing, just I want to reiterate how important it is just not to constantly just run your life around the media, because as we know, and we've mentioned, there was a lot of uh, negativity and concern or worry about this whole pound drop. But what you haven't heard, and if you look actually what the pound is doing now, it's actually pretty much at the same sort of levels it was back where it was. Yeah, before the, the all these media came up. Does anyone know about that? No, because that's not going to sell newspapers, is it? So yeah. they don't highlight the positives, the good stuff. It's always the negatives. And that is why I personally don't watch or listen to the news. I generally find out my news on a, on a headline flash that comes over my phone or talking to people out and about, because I just know if I'm watching the news or reading it, I'm just going to feel so down and negative all the time. So I try and switch off from it as much as I possibly can. Um, but again, don't just run your life on this, because if you did, you're going to constantly think we're in doom and gloom, and it's not all negative. So um, James, Talk to me, mortgage-wise. Yeah, you- just firstly on that point with the uh, the media, I mean, you said enough about it, you know, being spooked and, uh, you know, watching this stuff and the negativity. Like, you know, the media, they don't always portray the facts, you know, and especially as I'm going to come on to now with stuff with the mortgage uh, side of things, like 
if you really want to know and have confidence on, on what's going on, then speak to your broker. Go and speak to the banks directly. Don't just, you know, turn on your TV in the morning and kind of think you know what's happening when actually what you're seeing on the screen isn't what's happening behind the scenes. And yeah, you said about that evening, the spooky evening. Um I was uh, looking at an article on mortgage strategy uh, and there was a Money Facts article which they revealed on the 27th of September a record, is what you were talking about with the products being pulled, but 935 home loans were withdrawn from the market. And this is more than double the previous highest fall of 462 products which were pulled on the 1st of April 2020. That's when the uh, the lockdowns and the pandemic, and guess what? That's when everybody else panicked as well. And that's even higher now as well. I've seen an article that says it's nearly 1,500 now to date and we're early October now so that was end of September that, that this crazy numbers have been withdrawn isn't it yeah it is and that really put everybody into even a bigger state of panic oh my god what's happening to the markets and uh, uh, I think there's a number of things to look at here firstly if you were for example a first time buyer you might have just found your dream home you're all ready to go you've got your earnings you've got your new job all the figures are stacking up you're going to go for that first house and then literally overnight you'd wake up the next morning estate agents would be asking you how are things progressing and then suddenly you've had an email saying I'm ever so sorry your mortgage product where you're supposed to be exchanging uh, on the Friday of that week has been pulled and your, your dreams are kind of like shattered with it but Everybody was looking at all the all the news in the papers, all on the on the television. But I was actually speaking with our broker. You know, Dan and I were in property investors uh, down here in Cornwall. And we've got lots of deals. We've got stuff that's happening at the moment. Refinances. We're always watching the markets. And our broker, who's brilliant, was saying that I give you the honest opinion. Like we're not worried at all. Like everybody else is worrying. But we're actually, you know, we are seeing lenders that they just don't worry about it. We're just you know, rejigging our products. Uh, it's not to say that, you know, they are going to go up for a long period of time. Like just, it's one of these things we just got to wait and see. But everybody else was just going like, don't buy at the moment, don't go. So it's just all of this hype, really. And I, I really felt for our broker because she said as many brokers at the moment, they're finding it really hard to keep up with the changes. So part of a broker, obviously, they get paid their commission from the lender. So they've spent, let's call it maybe a week trying to find the best deal from Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Finally, they get the agreed in principle, they've given it to the estate agent, offer accepted, all that type of stuff. And then the lender said to them, oh, I'm really sorry, you, you can't have that anymore. For them to start that again is, is a huge process. And they've probably got, you know, 50 applicants that they're kind of getting And not knowing it's going to pull again either, isn't it, I suppose? No, they don't. And probably making themselves look a bit silly because they, okay, here's your new product or the new rate, and then that one gets it's pulled as well but as many of you know people i've spoken to in the industry who are who are brokers they're all sort of saying it's one of these things we just have to wait and see hold on tight and see what happens and there are going to be changes like over the next couple of weeks which to be honest isn't a long period of time to work to wait if you're gonna have to wait months and months but i think you just need to see because nobody really knows what's going to happen but it is going to get better because the other thing and i'll end on this that people don't kind of always think about you know the brokers, they work for the lenders. The lenders are a business. What do they do? They lend money. If they stop lending money, then guess what? They haven't got a business either. So they're just trying to, you know, calibrate what the rates are going to be. And, you know, people are talking about hikes of, uh, you know, interest rates in November. But the, the interest rate rises aren't anything new. We've been talking about it, you know, uh, since January of this year, you know, the rates are going up, but just for some people, the rates were just a little uh, bit. And more I think as a bang on the buck, and, and I think the, the key here is, which I just want to get across to you listeners as well, is 
why have they pulled so many products? And it's simply down to what the Bank of England came out and said, because of, of this budget, this mini budget that came out, where everyone started to get in a flurry and really concerned about the amount of borrowing, and then everyone was kind of like tensing their backsides. Thinking, mm. um, and the banks of uh, the bank Bank of England came out and said, well, look, we are not, we're, we will not hesitate to step in and increase interest rates to help uh, kind of counter this issue. And that is what the lenders are thinking. Oh, geez, right pull everything because as soon as the interest rates go they're obviously out of the mm. the the products that they're putting on the on the shelf as such for like mortgages they're becoming out of date and they need to be that is the the issue they're thinking crikey with the banking and going and increase the interest rates tomorrow because they didn't give a date they said we will happily step in at any time if we need to to step and people think whoa getting spooked so they've obviously got to take off their products because they don't know where the market is so these products have been pulled because now they're outdated and they're not going to be put back on the market until they've got confidence in that the Bank of England aren't going to go and um, randomly go and in- increase the um, the interest rates, but the Bank of England have now come out and said we plan. We do not now plan because things are stable a little bit more. We do not now plan to increase the interest rates until the next uh, scheduled rise, and the next scheduled rise is the third of November. So right. this is then and they're going to calm everybody down. Think right, okay, we know we're right. We're not going to get like trumped all of a sudden with uh, a random hike um, catching everyone out of the blue. So. That is essentially just understanding why. And again, that's got nothing to do with a market crash. That's simply because everyone doesn't know where we're at um, mm. with regards to lending. So as you said, James, bang on the butt. Again, they're a business. They need to lend. They just need to know what they're lending at because they've also got to borrow the money that they're lending us. So James is the bank of my mortgage company. Well, James doesn't just print the money. He has to lend it from um, whoever he gets it from, the Bank of England, for, for example. He's going to pay the Bank of England an interest rate. He's going to sell it to uh, lend it to me at a higher interest rate, and that's the profit for them. So if James is going to be paying X percent, well, he's not going to go and charge me less than that, are you? So um, yeah, It's difficult. Uh, and historically, we've only you know maybe seen one or two rises in the year. I mean, we're sort of coming on to the sixth rise scheduled yeah. in this year. I mean, we always knew in this very strange pandemic that we've gone through, and we've never gone through it before, we we're going to have to pay this money back and interest rates were going up. But uh, with all of this stuff going on as well, uh, and energy prices, everything's just a bit unknown. And it is just, you know, if you're feeling kind of worried about this, you know, please do get in contact with us. Uh, we can certainly give our opinions on it but it is just a bit of a waiting game and it's not just you if you're worried about it everybody's kind of a bit concerned about it but it will sort itself out that's the main thing for sure and i just want to end on the last kind of like uh positive spin i want to put on things with regards to the market so when you look at the papers and you look at the news articles online and you, you see house market is uh is crashing it's happening now um and where they're getting the data from or what they're looking at is well the amount of time it's taken to sell properties and the amount of reductions that you're seeing now online. So house prices, houses are going on the market, they're not selling very quickly, so they then reduce the asking price. Now, what we're seeing is essentially a cooling market. That's that's normal. That's that's it's just that we've had such unprecedented times over the last couple of years in the housing housing market where you haven't had to reduce your prices because people have been just snapping your hand off for it. But now we're actually seeing a, a normal kind of market but people don't see it like that they look at okay well the last we've got a real uh, increase in reduced reduced property prices online now clearly the market's crashing well no look at the if you look at the actual figures okay and the actual figures show that we've uh, increased in the last three months we've seen an increase in reduced reduced property prices online fine okay i understand it but when you actually look at the actual over figures so you look at a home track report this year house prices are up 8.2 percent this year healthy brilliant happy <laughs> yeah. great little return that if you've got a property but when you start tracking back at where the um the levels are currently on the reduction uh, numbers of reductions we're actually getting back to close to 
pre-pandemic kind of levels in the housing market. So um, in a, for example, in, in 2019, before the housing crisis, these the sort of figures we're seeing now in the market are similar to what we were seeing back in 2019. That is a normal market. But again, that doesn't sell papers. People are scaremongering. Oh, we're seeing so many reductions in the market. But that's not that's an ordinary market. But what you've also got to spin on it, well, that means there's going to be opportunities as well. If you're looking to buy, um, there's there's going to be more reductions. There's going to be a better chance of actually getting yourself a, a good deal. But um, again, just want to get over the fact that don't always read or listen to everything you read or, or see in the in the media because they're always negative, always doom and gloom. Make sure you look at the facts and the details. And when you do, I think it actually gives you a little bit more comfort in where we're at. And again, with the whole pound why did we not know that the pound had actually gone back up to um, its pre-issue kind of figures? Um, because it doesn't really affect you unless you're trying to sort currency out. But other than that, like, it's not really going to affect us day to day. I didn't know until I looked it up. Um, why? Because I didn't need to know. It wasn't affecting me. So again, don't get over, go get yourself swamped with this sort of information. That's kind of the message I think we're trying to get across here. Absolutely. And don't feel alone if you are at the point that we've just finished the property renovation and you're having to put a mortgage on the end of it or whether your, uh, you know, your home loan um, is up for renewal at the moment. Um, you know, obviously we can't look at crystal balls, but if there was any advice, per say with the rates so high at the moment, I probably now wouldn't tie into maybe a five-year fix maybe go for something a bit smaller like a two-year fix to see if the rates then sort themselves out over the next couple of years which i think we will see some declines it's almost a given but uh, maybe don't tie yourself and which is different to what we've talked previously in the year because as the you know it was very very good in january you could be getting stuff at sort of three you know, percent even less mm. than that um but uh yeah it's just watching the markets but yeah i wouldn't tie yourself in for anything too long at the moment and i don't think i'd know if i tie myself in right this second either because obviously right this a lot of products have come off the market and we're still waiting for stuff to come back on the market some really competitive um uh, uh, products from lenders so I, again if you can just hold off a few more weeks hold off a few more weeks until those new products start coming out and then things start cooling down and yeah. with the lending and they'll market. be competing with each other so of course it will yeah. yeah they'll come down I'm and essentially sure what this all happened back again i'm going back into it i've been looking into this quite a lot recently but essentially it was only the, the smaller lenders that were really spooked because they're obviously a far less um well they're, they're far more geared i suppose so it was the smaller lenders like the virgin um for example when they were the ones that really concerned at this whole pound issue so they were the ones that took all their prop uh, their uh, products. products off the market <clears throat> and then slowly as a domino effect the larger lenders started pulling their products off um, as a result and then it got to a point where there weren't many the other the larger lenders because the market was so small everyone was going to and they had to pull theirs as well so it's just a little domino yeah. effect but again when you look into this in a lot more detail it's less to be concerned about but um anyway i hope that helps give you little guys a little bit more comfort and understanding on, on what's happening in the world and um yeah, don't be fearful just uh just be be uh be careful i think Absolutely. But right. Talk about confidence. This is the part of the show now when we can actually uh, show you some of the um, properties that we found of the picks of the week. So we're encouraging purchases. So don't panic. So, Dan, you've got a commercial property for us. Indeed, I do. Indeed, I do. Um, So, again, I've got a commercial pick of the week this week. And um, this is with Miller Commercial. And it's an interesting building, actually. Really interesting building. It's the old Salvation Army Hall down in Camborne. Like a castle, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's actually an end terrace, but it's... Uh, it- Again, you've got to appreciate this. So again, if you're new to the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, obviously you'll be able to see what uh, the um, the actual advert online on Rightmove. If you are listening on your audio device, obviously when you've finished driving or whatever you're doing, um, go on the show notes and there's a link to the property on there and you can actually scan through it and have a look at yourself. But uh, yeah, this property is up for 185000 It is It's very spacious inside, huge. 
Um, again, I actually quite like the look of it. It's different. It's really interesting property. Um, so obviously subject to consent and permissions um, and surveys and things, this I look at and think, hmm, there's some really high ceilings. Why couldn't you make this into a few flats for your apartments and bring some houses to the market? So it's an unused and it's not used anymore for the Salvation Army. Um, it, it goes back quite a way. And there's a lot of scope here to um, add some value, do some refurbishments and uh, bring some more properties to the market. If you look at the floor plan again, if you're viewing this with me now live on the video, you can see there's some good footprint here um, and the rooms are pretty big. So I reckon, yeah, I'm looking at that thinking... Not bad price either. No, actually. it's a very competitive price. I guess James getting excited over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I reckon four four apartments out of that probably. Yeah, um, definitely. Money. Again, a very quick look, but again, subject to um, minimum standards and um, square meterage, could be a little opportunity there. Absolutely. What so have you got for us? On to the residential side, I have found uh, quite a cute-looking little three-bedroom cottage uh, in Helston. Uh, this is on the market with uh, Millison, who are also based in Helston as well. This is definitely a full refurbishment uh, job for sure. Uh, but I think there's definitely a lot of uh, scope for value to be added here. And the property uh, has been on since the 19th of July. So okay. it's it's not selling at the moment. And I think that's just because it is slightly too high on price. But definitely, I think you would be able to get a bit of a deal here and get some money knocked off. But uh, yeah, semi-detached, uh, double-fronted house. Um, refurbishment, as I say, that's top to bottom. Uh, but nothing kind of structural. It's more sort of cosmetic, really. New kitchen, new bathroom, etc. Uh, it's chain-free. Um, it's vacant uh, and has been now for quite a while, over a year. Surprise, surprise. It's one of those properties Dan and I mm. uh, will always uh, eye up for bringing back to the Cornish market. It's also got um, a generous two reception rooms as well, and also a courtyard garden, which, albeit it is shared out the back, uh, but uh, still, I think it's a great little project uh, and would be great as a family home for sure. Definitely, yeah, I like it. And um... you know me, Dan, I like the older style properties anyway because I live in one, but uh, yeah, I think it's quite sweet, just needs some love. Yeah, definitely. And just out of interest, guys, every uh, advert that goes online, you ha they have to legally um, advertise the EPC, Energy Performance Certificates. If you go on this one, you can see how horrific the figures are on this one. EPC, here, the EPC is an F. So it's a really poor. So if you were going to let this, you couldn't let it at that standard, um, particularly with the new legislation coming in. So that would have to be up to like a C by the end, well, within the next couple of years. But uh, again, you'd have to do some improvements. So it might be, it's an old granite looking uh house uh, it's gonna be very cold i can see night storage heaters in there so these are sort of things that you need to look in and appreciate you with not only just a cosmetic update here you're gonna to have to thermally update this however you possibly can maybe new windows i don't see this standard of windows so you might need some new windows maybe to insulate the internal um, the external walls from inside um again just things to bear in mind you can get more energy efficient um storage heaters as well um but yeah little things you've also got to think about there but yeah it's an opportunity and again Hopefully, a motivated seller by the sounds of it. If it's still on the on the line on the market from July, any reductions? Did you say? Um, there's no reductions at the moment, but okay. I, I think there would be scope there to be a reduction, especially with mm. it being on that long as well. And also, you know, EPCs. That's the way a lot of kind of people are thinking at the moment. Like, if it's if it's too low, can I afford to put this much into it to rent it out? But also think of it as a different strategy. If you weren't renting it out, could you actually do this to bring this up to a reasonable standard, but then sell it, and it would make a perfect home for a first time buyer? So you don't mm. have to go down the renting rules where the EPC obviously wouldn't come into play. You know, if you're just selling it and uh, it's for somebody to live. 
live in. So, sure. um, and also be uh, aware that there are a lot of uh, government grants out there as well with certain buildings as well. You might be eligible for uh, getting some grants for uh, upgrading Definitely. this property as well. But yeah, quite like it. Good shout. Well, guys, that brings us to the close of today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have got some value and you feel a bit more upbeat uh, about the general market and uh, where we are in the world at the minute. So um, there are more certain times than uncertain times, but um, look, we've 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 gone through so much over the last few years. I mean, a whole worldwide pandemic and all this is that we're, we're competing with here is a, a bad reaction to a little market update. Yeah, um, it's only temporary. It's not permanent. And yeah, you know, as for lots of things, the market will change. And uh, we just, you know, we're all in the same storm. Uh, uh, and we just, we ride it out together. Yeah, we're still buying. But again, you just got to be really contingent with your numbers, cover your backsides. And um, yeah, you're not going to lose out in the long term. Absolutely. And, you know, see the positive from this, you know, if the market is a little bit sort of shaky at the moment, and maybe you, you're you on scope to get an opportunity, you know, people say, oh, I don't know what the market's doing. But for us, we'll still buy it. But we're going to offer you, for example, that cottage, you know, instead of 170, maybe we're offering you 155 try your luck mm. you, you don't know you might better get a bit of a deal so yeah Definitely. well guys thank you for joining us we look forward to Joel you join us again next week uh, for the Ask Dan and James episode and uh, if you've got any questions obviously do get in touch absolutely and you can do that by going to CornwallPropertyPodcast.com onto the front page there scroll down and you can send us a message that way or go onto our social media platforms such as Facebook as many as you do and just get in touch and if you've got any worries or concerns contact us as well we're always here to help we love property and uh, yeah we love buying it and renovating it definitely and we're also on Insta so feel free to give us a follow on there too but uh, guys thank you ever so much for your time and joining us and uh, yeah so bye from me bye from me take care guys Bye.